Hey everyone, it's Michael. Welcome back to Elevate Retake. Super glad you're here. This week on the podcast, we are trying something new. I invited a few friends of mine to a space on our campus that enabled us to sit around together and talk about the message. There are about 13 of us in total, and uh, I had a microphone, and we had this other really awesome cube microphone that we passed around the room, kind of like a, a football, so that each person's voice could be heard and recorded. So we hope this is a blessing for you. It's a break from what we've done in the past with just two or three people sitting around a table talking about the message, but this was an incredible blessing. These 13 people sat together immediately following the message, and so we got some raw reactions and some fantastic discussion. So I can't wait for you to hear it. So here's Elevate Retake. I know this is going to be kind of like, let's just embrace the awkwardness as like we try to figure out like what this looks like and, and feel free to jump in anywhere. So, so I'm curious as we start off, if there's any aha moments today from the message or something from chapter three of Second Thessalonians that you're like, that hit and uh, I'd like to share with it. I guess what hit me more, what you said was more of the, uh, you know, letting, uh, uh, bringing others closer to God instead of you playing God, hmm. you know? And or uh, a lot of times that's what we want to do is help others. And, and it's a good instinct. But at the same time, we got to learn, we got to help ourselves before we help others, you know, because we might be going through something that, you know, it's devastating. Mm -hmm. You know, like you said, like, uh, you know, bills or relationship problems or whatever. But if we don't fix that day to day, you know, trial that we're going through, you know, mm -hmm. And then we help others. How we're we gonna? Well, what's that verse? The the one you, you know, you have a split in your eye. Mm -hmm. You know, if you, you know, how you can you help yeah, others? Yeah, the log in yours versus the speck in somebody else's. Exactly. And so yeah. it, for me, it's kind of like you know, help yourself first before you you, you help others out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that what that's what really yeah. hit me home. So it's kind of like the classic uh, airplane thing, right? It's like put your oxygen mask on first before you put it on somebody else. Because process of putting on somebody else if you don't have it on then you're no help to them. Yeah. Right? I like that. Um, and it wasn't from Thessalonians, so sorry, but the quote from Heather Thompson Day's book, Yeah. I liked a lot talking about the presence of God is a blessing in itself. Yeah. Like, I feel like in prayers you ask for God to bless us or bless others and, and those kinds of things but it's like having a relationship with God alone or being able to pray alone is a blessing. Mm -hmm. And when we think of blessings, we think of only the good things. So it's like God's presence is only there when good things happen. Mm -hmm. And like, that's when, that's when God's blessing me. When, when something good is happening in my life, God is blessing me. But then it's so easy to then take God's presence out of the bad, which is he wants to be there for us in the bad. Like that's a blessing that he's still there for us when bad things happen. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like, I don't know, just being more aware of his presence in all situations and not just thanking him when the good things happen. The other thing that stood out was the engage question, right? How does the church grow? And, um, and your answer to it as well, you know, a faithful God, mm -hmm. the need of a faithful God. And um, so the question and the thoughts that were running in my head is, I know in um, many times the 
how we dictate if a church is growing or not is numbers, right? If more people are attending, more people are involved. Does that growth, oh, can we say that the church is, grow, is still growing without a growth in numbers, but maybe a growth in love and a growth mm -hmm. of being more open mm -hmm. and, and, and uh, accepting? And also the thought that also came to mind was uh, the need for a faithful God. So in other words, it's pretty much the growth that God wants to see in us is pretty much guaranteed when we believe in a faithful God because God never fails. And uh, God is faithful uh, with us until the end. And yeah, that was just some thoughts that were running through my head when. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and so the growth so much is, I mean, that's beautiful when the church does grow in numbers and, you know, and, and all that there. But yeah, I think that plays out with how Paul begins that chapter. He talks about the, uh, the that the word of the Lord will spread rapidly and be glorified, just that it also wasn't you. And so he's not after numbers and like budgets and fancy lights and you know what the modern day church looks like he says when the word of god spreads that's what grows the church i will say that um i really liked the verse in second thessalonians 3 um 16 and I'm reading from the complete Jewish Bible, and it says, Now may the Lord of Shalom himself give you shalom always, and always the Lord be with all of you. And you mentioned that the word every and all is in everything and all things. And so just like it was mentioned earlier, that sometimes we do disregard the bad things that happen in our lives, like, why, Lord? Why'd you do this or why'd you allow this? And not allowing him to, um, his presence to be set in so that he can set you up for something that needs to be done in the future. But if we don't allow him to, for us to grow, then how are we supposed to grow in the community and to other people? Especially nowadays, it's, uh, the world is, I mean, the Lord is coming for sure. I mean, it's very evident. And I think this is where we need to be as a church, come together and realize we need one another more than ever, you know, because we are going to go through some things <clears throat> physically, financially, mentally, spiritually. And this is where we need to lean on one another. But peace sometimes is hard, though, right? Like in the midst of the, the struggles, like whatever we might have to have that peace. Sometimes it feels like a fairy tale to me. I'm like, I like, okay, like that's cool, but like, what about this situation? Right. And I think it's accepting that truth. Mm -hmm. You know, um, again, somebody mentioned earlier that that God is only. Well, thank you, Lord, for the you know what I have. But what about thank you, Lord, for the things I don't have? Because we don't know if that could distract us more from Him, tear us you know, our relationship from Him. Um, just like the song this morning, it was better one day. I've never understood it truly until today. It's better one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. Just being the presence, the song that <clears throat> was sang this morning, yeah. I felt the presence of God. Mm -hmm. And I just like, yeah. and just that just, I don't know, that 15 minutes of worship was like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. Imagine forever. Mm -hmm. And it was you know, just like King David said, you know, taste and see how the Lord is good. Yeah. 
And I tasted it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was good. <laughs> I really like to study it because it's two different books, but it tells a whole different city of people, you know. They were fresh converts. But it, it, it's kind of interesting because it has different stages if you were looking into all yeah. the books, different things that they go through. Yeah. But actually, if you really apply it to now, it's different things that we as a church go yeah, through. Yeah. Hypocrisies, people coming in as posers, yep. trying to destroy the church, yeah. doctrinizing different things. Yeah. You know, things that are relevant right now into our church. Yeah. That's where we're living in right now. And um, I love that how you how God used you to tie it in at the end mm. with everything. Everything that they went through and were going through were phases that led them to one last thing yeah. was God's faithfulness. You know, yeah. our, our, it's, it's His grace. And as we progress in our walk with God, we're all different. We all have different walks, different stages in our lives that we're walking. Some are babes, some are crawling some are adults yeah only god knows but yeah. through it all it's his grace that takes us through it yeah and it's his grace that will keep us to his coming and that's that's so profound for me it, it, it and then like with the elevate worship all of it tied in it was just very impacting very impacting yeah um i guess Something that stood out today, um, the overall message that God is faithful. Um, and I guess every little input that everybody put just ties it all together that um, no matter what we do, or um, God is always there. He's always faithful. Um, and one thing that also stood out to me is the same one where um, maybe sometimes we don't notice that God is the blessing. His presence is the blessing. Um, we're fortunate that his presence is here with us. Um, so that's one thing that really stood out to me that you may not see the blessing, but God's presence is the blessing. We're mm -hmm. fortunate to have him there. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know where this thought's going yet. It's still, okay. I'm working it through. We'll so, process it with you. Okay. Okay. Help me. Because like, as you were talking about like the different phases and, and those kinds of things and how people say, you know, when you go through something, it's preparing you for something else or, um, and people, people will say the, it's God's will or like when they're praying for something and like, it's, it's your will be done. Mm -hmm. I've, I mean, I've been going back and forth on that one, um, for a while because people say it as a comforting thing. Mm -hmm. And when tragic things happen, it's like that became not a comforting thing because when something traumatic happens and someone goes, you know, but you can have peace that it's God's will. So that doesn't give me peace that like God wants something bad to happen, even if it's, you know, it can be turned into good. Mm -hmm. Like if God can turn something into good, I believe in that. But I have a hard time thinking that everything that we go through, God, God doesn't want us going through bad things. So like, yeah. yes, it can come around to that way, but to say it, it's God's will for this trial and it's God's, I, I don't know. That doesn't bring me peace anymore. Mm -hmm. 
that we got to know the difference between what God allows and what's God's will. Mm. And I think that's what brings me comfort at times is maybe God allows this because of, the pastor said, it's self-imposed. Mm. Self-imposed. <laughs> things, things that I do are self-imposed, so God allows it to happen. And some things are just God's will. And for me, yeah. that brings me so much comfort that to, I, God gives me the wisdom or the discernment to know the difference between his will and what he allows. Yeah. So I think there might be a difference between trauma and trial, though. Okay. And so when, when Jonah is put at the bottom of this whale or fish or whatever, that's, that's not a, that's, that was not a traumatic moment for him. So like in feast or famine, he's blessing us, right? Mm-hmm. So in Jonah's in the middle of like a famine, he's still being blessed by God. Like this was totally ordained by God. This was totally set up by God. And this is a trial totally designed to bring out the good in him. But there's a difference between that and like suffering some sort of traumatic event that like damages, hurts, or impinges you. And I think that mm-hmm. we tend to conflate those two things together sometimes. Mm-hmm. And we need, to, we need to see that there's a difference between when, you know, abuse happens yeah. and when God is putting you through a trial for your blessing, for, 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 for good. Russ, did you have something to add? If we were the enemy of God, we would superimpose all the evil that we do onto God. And one of the most hurtful things we can say to somebody that's grieving, particularly the loss of someone that they love, is it was God's will. God's will, we know, God's will is that we would prosper, that we would know him, that we would spread his word. I love that in this this chapter. That's his will, that his love would spread and just continue and and keep spreading, never stop. Just like a bad spill of grape juice on a nice white carpet just spreads. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) His will, his, his wish was ne- that we would never experience death. Yeah. And so Christ experienced the second death so that we wouldn't have to. That's where we find our hope. Not in that it's God's will. It isn't God's will for anybody to die. His will was that we live in this incredibly beautiful garden called Eden and populate it and play with the lattice work and make beautiful things out of what he created be it to be fruitful and multiply and never know what sin and separation is mm-hmm. that's his will the we chose something different there are side effects that come with it and he walks and he gives us peace in the middle of that but it's never his will but but what about I mean, maybe I'm, I'm mistaken or something, but what about when, when Job was going through? I know, I know when, you mm-hmm. know, what Job was put through. It was, it, was, it was God's will because God said to Satan, you know, do with what, with what you, him, with whatever, you know, yeah. do with him what you want. Yeah. And, he, and, you know, Satan put them, you know, put him through those trials, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. losing all the riches, losing his family, yeah. you know, being alone. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, like I say, we, we might feel that way. Yeah. But at the end, I felt like God either way blessed him, either way, I mean, gave him more sons, gave yeah. him, a new, you know, yeah. a new life. Yeah. And if we are faithful and, and, and if we go on through, through you know, it, it might seem that, you know, at the end of the tunnel, there's no light. Yeah. 
but we have to keep pushing through until we see that light. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that like the Job story goes back to, uh, Trav, what you're saying about what God allows and like, what's his will or his desire. And Russ, you pointed out like our God's desire is that we would have life abundantly and that we would, we would live, uh, prosperous lives like don't misunderstand me when i like say that it's not like the yeah. the lavish like here's millions of dollars in your bank account everything but that, that you would prosper that you would in a pre-sin world that you would have your needs taken care of um and i love the story of the book of job because that's a moment where god steps back mm-hmm. and says okay uh all right if if you think that he satan or, or that job is gonna is gonna curse me then like like let's try let's yeah. see what happens and ultimately, Job does not. He's frustrated by the situation and his yeah. emotions come out, but he never curses God. And then he gets to the point where he's like, God, why did this happen? And God takes him on this grand tour of the universe and shows him the deepest ocean, the highest mountain. And he kind of leaves it with like, you see everything I have to deal with? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like how, how small you are. And then I love the end of that story because there is hope for Job's children because God doubles all of his earthly possessions in the camels and donkeys and houses and things that he lost, but he doesn't double his children. He starts off with 10 daughters and 10 sons, Mm. and then God gives him another 10 daughters and 10 sons. He doesn't give him 20 daughters and and 20 sons. And so there's hope for the, the children that were lost initially, that when the resurrection comes, he will be reunited with them. And God's faithful promise of, doubling everything for him he's like i'll give you 10 10 10 sons and 10 daughters and you'll have the ones that you lost dude i didn't even think about that yeah that's mind-blowing yeah see how like yeah. i don't know it, just, <laughs> it makes me excited because it, it it just it just tells you how god really works out you know works mm-hmm. in your life and mm-hmm. what he has planned for you yeah uh even though sometimes we do feel like we're alone and like i said you know yeah. in, in our podcast it, it, it it's just sometimes we need to have that communication with God. Yeah. You know, yeah. let's not have yeah. that, that, that helplessness because to be honest, God, I mean, you know, look at David, look at Solomon, you know, they, they, they went through all these things as Kings and where mm-hmm. we think as we, we think as we're regular people, but we're not, but we're the sons of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I feel like we can, like our hope, hopelessness should, shouldn't be in our vocabulary, shouldn't mm-hmm. be in our minds. Mm-hmm. It's always to be conquered day to day. So then how the question that's percolating in my mind is, is like the why question, right? And it goes back to, to theodicy and like good God versus bad world. Like how do we wrestle with understanding the why of bad things happening in light of a God who's faithful. Like, okay, God, you said you were faithful, but then bad things happen. Like how do we personally walk through that or assist and help somebody else walk through that? Um, To answer that question, I think it's, we in ourselves are willing to step out of our comfort zone. Hmm. Say, you know, I'm going through a depression moment. I can use this depressing moment to to say, you know, Lord, help me through this. And he helps you. Then if you find someone else in that same situation, then you say, you know what? This is what happened to me. I went through this, this, and this, and this. You know, and kind of give that, don't shove it in their face, but, you know, those tending words of love and 
you know, or just sit still and just let them talk because maybe they need someone to talk to and vent to. But when they tell people like, oh, it's God's will, it's going to be okay. No, it's not. (laughs) I'm so mad right now. Well, then be mad. Um, I will say growing up as an Adventist, um, I was very like, Lord, please. And then meeting my husband, he's like, no, girl, you talk to him like if you're mad, talk to him like you're mad. If you're happy, yeah. then happy. Just God's not a God's like, you can't talk to me like that. He can take it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just with Job, right? He yeah. just, he was out there. And I think this is where our minds are so like, we put them in a box. Like, yeah. You know, God can take it. You know, whatever, <laughs> you know, people are like, don't disrespect him. If he already knows me for me, he will say, you know what? My dear child. Yeah. Just because yeah. he wants that um, that relationship. Um, there's a song that says that um, that he is closer than our very breath. Mm-hmm. That's super close. That is so. I mean, yeah, I can't get more intimate than that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he saw Adam and Eve naked, um, and so I think when we get to that rawness of of that vulnerability, that's where we can, you know, just have that relationship. He doesn't, he doesn't want us to know of him. He wants to, we need to know that intimate relationship with him. And I think once we get to that point, then we can be able to feel that, okay, Lord, I know what's going on. I don't understand, but I'm going to trust you. Yeah. Um, I just don't know, but I'm just going to just keep following you. It's just, I'm pretty sure like the disciples, when they all got together, they didn't know what was going on. Yeah. You know, they were just, what are we supposed to do here? I don't know. You're a fisherman. You're a tax collector. And I don't like you. And you're not even, you know, whatever the case may be. And, or here's a woman being part of the, the, you know, the discipleship and women were second class, but God, Jesus took everybody who wanted to follow him. And I think that's where we just need to be open and to help one another despite of our shortcomings and our, I don't know, just, just to kind of help one another and don't be afraid. And I think, well, asking the Lord, like, give me the strength and the words to talk to this person. And I think we just, we have to, we feel like we have to be perfect to -hmm. go to that person. Like, do you need help? I don't need your help. Like, okay, well, if you need anything, just I'm here. Yeah. You know, without judgment, without pushing religion down someone's throat because maybe somebody doesn't want a bible study maybe they just i don't know just baby steps i guess yeah so yeah Yeah. i saw another quote in the i'm I'm reading the heather thompson day book that i referenced today uh it's not your turn and she also wrote kind of along the lines of of how we maybe approach difficult situations um personally um she says your feelings can come along in the car but let your faith do the driving let your feelings come along in the car, but let your faith do the driving, you know? And like uh, emotions are like, we were created to be emotive beings. Like imagine a, the how boring the world would be if we didn't have emotions. <laughs> you know, I just kind of monotone, kind of, kind of walk through the world, but the, the, in some ways the valleys help the mountains become even more mountainous. But then the reverse of that is true, right? That, the mountains then make the valleys even more and more deep. Uh, and we can't let our emotions get the best of us. And, uh, you know, the Bible says, you know, it does, the Bible doesn't say don't be angry. It says don't let your anger lead you to sin. And so if you have a bad, um, 
you know, if you're angry about something and then that causes you to go deface public property or go beat up on somebody or, <laughs> you know, like that, that's, I, that anger I think is leading you to sin. But the type of anger that when we see injustice or we're frustrated by uh, the loss of a loved one or by a financial situation, whatever, like that anger is okay. And we have to let God come into those moments, the God of, the God of peace and the God of presence to, to sit with us in that sphere and in that space. We live in a fallen world that's totally devoid of God's love and his character of who he is. Mm. When humanity reaches that point as collectively and individually of who he is, who he is, that he is love, it changes everything. It changes how you perceive things. It changes you how you perceive other people. Yeah. Because hurt people hurt other people. Mm. So it's helped me a lot in my growth with my Lord to understand that no matter what, he never changes. This whole conflict is about his character on mm. trial, mm -hmm. not us. Mm. It's helped me a lot because I've gone yeah. through a lot of stuff. Yeah. To understand that my God loves me no matter what, in spite of I mess up and make bad choices yeah. or other people or circumstances externally affect me. Yeah. He does not change. Yeah. Do I struggle with it? Yes. It's part of being human. Yeah. But it helps you along the way to keep striving forward, not to give up. In regards to what Alex was saying, I just want to add, um, I think it's an opportunity to, like um, how God a grand tour to see the big picture, right? Yeah. And the big picture is that we are part of a great controversy between good and evil. Yeah. And we're in this battle uh, day by day. You know, it's a daily process. And, yeah. and in regards to the quote that you shared as well, sometimes in the things that we experience in life uh, comes unexpected or, you know, not planned. And we can't really see what the uh, end goal or what the, you know, <clears throat> or what the journey or what the, de the destination is. Then, of course, worry takes play, fear, yeah. all that comes into play. And uh, sometimes it overwhelms um, our faith. Mm -hmm. I love going to places where I know the directions, right? Because <laughs> I don't have to worry about um, listening to Siri tell me, turn left, turn right, or, or whatnot. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just comfortable that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I hate using the GPS because I don't know what's ahead. Mm -hmm. I've never uh, been on these roads before. And uh, especially when he takes you on those back roads, it's like, oh, okay. What's going on? <laughs> All right. Reminds me also the the man born blind, uh, right? How he's the disciples come up to him and, and they're like, so who sinned? Like this guy or his parents? And just says, no, it's not, he's blind or he's blind. And because of that, God will be glorified. And God uses the broken things to bring out glorification. And I, what's interesting in, in that story, I wonder if there's a moment where that blind man or multiple moments was like, why me? Like, why, why am I blind? And there's no, 
the, and the other interesting thing is, is that there's no other record in scripture of, uh, of someone being healed of blindness other than by the Messiah himself. And that's a distinct messianic bringing sight to the blind is, is, is a messianic thing. And to think that he's living his life blind and like, oh, well, like, what was me? Like, you know, I could go out and beg. And then he f- comes to the realization of, wow, I serve a purpose in the, in this, this, this bigger picture. And he's like, I don't know about the, he finishes up. I don't know about this, like Jesus Messiah, anything else. What I do know is that before I met him, I was blind. And after I encountered him, I can see. And that's the important thing that you need to, to know about him. But oftentimes we live in the blindness as opposed to the sight. That's, that's a challenge. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Elevate Retake. If you'd like to be a part of the community, you can check us out on Instagram, link in the description, and we'd love to hear from you as well. You can leave us a voice message and maybe even be featured on this podcast. We're going to be taking a break over the next couple weeks as we gear up for the new school year, and I can't wait to tell you about what's to come. You'll hear back from us probably about the first week of September with a new string of episodes focusing on the life of the prophet Elisha. Until then, we'll see you next time on Elevate Retake.